0: Hello, welcome to Only God Rescued Me: My Journey from Satanic Ritual Abuse. I'm Lisa Meister, your host, and today I'm very happy to have Claire here to tell us her story. Welcome, Claire. Thank you, Claire. You yeah, are nice from here. the UK.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're <laughs> very, um, very wet UK at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, you've had some weather there, I hear.
1: Mm, we have indeed.
0: Yeah. Yeah, we're getting some snow here. So we have all the schools closed today, but thankfully we have our internet. So I'm very happy. So the UK has a lot of SRA going on there.
1: Yeah, um, I suppose it's kind of something that I've, this is, uh, this is new and in regards to my own um, recollection and understanding, um, I think I was on a bit of a search really last year um as to why things were going back what why i was kind of being affected the way i was and was quite surprised to see just how much um there has been going on and there historically has been going on and now obviously finding your sites and finding all these other survivors not just obviously from around the world but uh, locally as well which is quite a shock so you feel it's one of the things about uh, what you go through is very isolating process. So actually realizing that there's more to this is horrible. Um, but um, some, in some ways kind of finding people out there that relate and understand is, is helpful too. So, yeah.
0: Um, I didn't know it existed until I started seeing cloaks and candles and chanting. I'm like, what in the world? I had no idea it yeah. existed.
1: Did you
0: have
1: yeah, any idea yeah, before so, then? No, no, not at all, really. I mean, obviously, what you read and history and what you read in the Bible as to what went on um, in terms of sacrifice and in terms of all the horrible things that kind of were going on. Um, but to realize that this is something that is a, a, an up-to-date, everyday occurrence um, was quite a shock, really, for me, internally. Um, this was really last year. Uh, beginning of the year last year, I was starting to figure out that there was something not quite right. I mean, I've always had kind of um, uh, memory of some things, but not all things. So what I was aware of was kind of from the age of three to, gosh, 16. So three, think my earliest memory is 16, like my last kind of memory and really very spotty in between because I do not have um, a coherent or continuous narrative as yet and whether I get that I don't know Um, but what I was aware of was um, what was going on in the home that was my father Um, but not really anything else outside of that so I dealt with some things um, certainly some things that had come to a head as um, life went on and I dealt with that with counselling along the way thinking you know this is gonna help, I'm gonna move on, I'm gonna be fine. And never really moving on, never really getting to the crux of the issue, and always finding that I'm being pulled back and dragged down. And um, so it was a bit of a shock lately last year um to discover that not only has this whole other area um been a big part of my formative years and my growing up, um, but also how um how I survived and uh, how I kind of my superpower, I suppose, my superpower that, that uh, God gave in order to kind of get myself through it was to um, compartmentalize and put that away with different parts of my personality. So yeah, big shock. Um, especially as uh, I'm a professional, I work and I was kind of thinking, yeah, I'm doing quite well in my life. Um, and to have, kind of find that actually there's a lot underneath the surface that needed to be dealing with. Uh, was a lot to process initially. So it's is a fair amount of to process, but I'm getting there.
0: <laughs> it's hard too when you're so good at compartmentalizing and then all of a sudden it's not working anymore.
1: Yeah, yeah. And that's a shock. Yeah, I think, oh, is it? Yeah, massive shock. So I kept on getting this recurring nightmare, thinking it was just a nightmare, and a stress dream, you know, of um, just. It was all kind of mostly body memories and kind of auditory memories, not an awful lot of visual, um, but these body memories of just not being able to move, being in a very tiny tiny box, hands like lead, feet like lead, not being able to speak, not being able to breathe. And kind of hearing this chanting in the background. I'm just thinking this is just a nightmare. I just need to get myself out of it, need to turn the page, need to wake up properly. And I couldn't wake up properly. I even when I woke up, there was still this memory, I think, going on. And it wasn't really until I started exploring this a little bit more, discovering actually this this was a pretty deep one of my first memories of um, some pretty yeah, some pretty horrible stuff, you know what i don't want to do is obviously glorify any of the stuff that's happened or make it so that people watch this and you know oh right kind of have that in their mind what i want to do is glorify god because he's the one that's got me through it all but knowing some of the stuff that goes on in SRA abuses is, is just way out there and you know people don't really kind of understand until you know you're sharing this stuff it's yeah, it's mind-boggling the stuff that we can do to each other and the stuff that can be done in the, in the name of Satan worship. It's just horrendous. So this is when I first kind of uh, started to realise there's a bit more to my story than what I'd originally envisaged um, and then went on a bit of a search. I'm really grateful for my work, actually. So I'm a doctor. I work in trauma. I work in... Um, acute medicine and um, at the time we had a fantastic psychologist that came onto the team and I just felt that there was something about her, I just felt like there was a you know when you see someone you see Jesus in them, yeah so I just, you know, this this woman had Jesus in her and um, I spoke to her and just said look, you know I don't know if you know anything about this but this is the feeling I'm getting, can you help is there anywhere that you can point me to. And she was fantastic. She pointed me to um, some great resources um, that just put some context to what I was experiencing and what was going on. And it's kind of been a bit of a journey from there, really.
0: So what is it about God that helped you through this? Where, I mean, there's a lot to say, he helped me.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's just, it doesn't even Touch the surface when you say you helped me. Um, uh, let's take it. Let's take it back. So if I'd say I say I was, my family were church going. Um, my mother and father together, but kind of a rocky relationship. My father was my first main perpetrator that I remember, and what I was remembering was what was going on in the home quite. You know incestuous stuff and um but you know we always went to church and i remember at the age of 11 really um just i mean absolutely convinced that this, so there was more to this uh, that um jesus was real that uh, you know god and his wonderful grace um really did actually want to have a relationship with me and you know this is despite everything that's going on in the background ice remember was obviously compartmentalizing um but ever since you know at the age 11 saying yeah okay actually you know what i i believe and i'm gonna put my trust in you and i'm gonna give over all of this that i'm holding um he has just been there um just every step of the way even if i haven't kind of obviously overtly seen his hands at work He's just in there. I mean, we say that like from one week where I'm saying yes, I want to follow you. Um, the next week, the the pastor at the church, um, wonderful, wonderful person, absolutely gorgeous person, um, just took me aside and said, "Right, so you've said yes. Do you know about the Holy Spirit?" I'm like, no, I don't. But fantastic! Tell me about the Holy Spirit, and he prayed, and just from then, just the the overwhelming sense of okay, you know, you've got this, um, you've got me, you've got me completely, um, and we're going to work through these things together. And you know, I think without without that very gracious and very godly person, I think I could have easily fallen apart several parts in my life, and not made it to where I am. Um, so I'm incredibly grateful for this person. Um, i just incredibly grateful for the fact that you know the Holy Spirit took me at my words and has been guiding me ever since. Um, but yeah, so at 11, I became a Christian, uh, but things were still ongoing at that point. But by about the age of 14, this is kind of where it's a bit more difficult for me. My family, obviously heavily involved in things that they shouldn't be. Um but my mum kind of came round to um really questioning, really kind of seeing you know, what's going on with you, what's going on around, and she um I would say, you know, had a calling herself to then come into the Christian life, come going the Christian ministry. And not long after, so i us say sixteen. Um uh, my my father completely changed and um, I mean completely changed. It was he, he came from something that I would fear. Um someone that I would fear to um someone who was interested and intrigued about God. So <laughs> I have the wonderful story in some respects that my, my father and my mother are now both God fearing, God loving Christians wow. um but on the other on the other side of things um, I have um an unresolved I remember what you were like <laughs> so I, oh, I I'm yeah. trying to very much to kind of hold that balance and go yeah, that's the that was the old selves um and how do I relate to the new selves it took me a long time a long time to figure that one out with God um but yeah <laughs> so it's been it's been a bit of a journey. I think I didn't really kind of deal with any of any of the, even the well I can't remember the stuff that I could remember I couldn't I couldn't, didn't really deal with any of the incestuous stuff that was going on in the household until I, um, I, mean, I left home as soon as I could even with their their big turnaround, I couldn't stay in that environment it just felt so unsafe. So I left home as soon as I could and um worked actually for a Christian organization for a year before then going on to university studying to be a doctor and in my second year of um study, I had i think just a momentous breakdown um thing lots of things came flooding back that uh I couldn't handle um so it was. It came to a head where my school obviously recognized this as a problem and uh, said, "Right, okay, you either have therapy or you stop training to be a doctor, which isn't the best environment in which to have therapy because you sit there then for the next six sessions going, I've got to be here, but I don't want to be here. Um, And you have this battle of silence between (laughs) yourself and your therapist. I'm not telling you anything. I have to be here. I'm not telling you anything. Um, So that really didn't help. and when I went on a paediatric placement um, I think that's when things really started to kind of come through again I suppose I mean, over the years things have kind of slowly popped up and I've managed to put them back down again and dismiss them and it hasn't really been until this last year as I say that I've put the pieces together um, and realised just exactly how much was going on in the background and how deeply that was embedded in our own um, i say church family. It's um, so always a surprise to find them in the churches, isn't it? But they were there, um, very deeply embedded in that. Um, and just how much of an effect it has on myself and other people that I knew. So, yeah. I'm trying to piece those things together now with God's help. And thankfully, yeah, I have an amazing um, Christian Uh, I would say counsellor, but therapist that I'm still working with at the moment, who's helped me pray and put things in God's hands and having to walk through these things um, with Jesus. And he's always so very faithful, always so very faithful. He's gentle with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Real little gentleman. Hmm.
0: I like that about him.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So the bits the bits that started to come back. We talked early last year. I say it was remembering this nightmare. And that was the start of kind of an opening up of great chasm of things. So I realised this nightmare was just um part of a Programming system sorry to anyone who who feels this is triggering or anything and I'll put that out there But a programming system to keep quiet and stop me from ever um, revealing exactly what was going on Um, Yeah, so It was my My father Who took me in um, To this room I remember the smell, you know, the dusty mustiness on this, this coffin, I'm uh, being placed in a coffin, and having it sealed, and thinking you're never going to come back, you're never going to come back, I'm going to die here. Um, that was my that was the context of my nightmare, and so then have it opened up, and like I'm the only one that can save you, um, and you you are never. Do, you're never going to reveal. Otherwise, this is what will happen to you again. Um once, once that, once that got cleared, because you know what came into that, God was there, and it, you know, He held me. um when I went back into that, that horrendous nightmare, horrendous memory, um, once that that was dealt with, that's when that kind of everything else could unlock. I had a bit of a moment of feeling like I was falling apart. I don't know. There's a fair few listeners and um, viewers, I'm sure, that you know what that feels like when you suddenly realise that actually not just one presenting. There's a few different um, insiders, I like that word, and that uh, have been helping to run the system for a while. And, after having dealt with this one kind of presenting nightmare, um I would find that I'd just disappear and end up in places where I just I had no idea how I got there or why I was there um losing time, losing memory, and it's quite a quite a frightening thing when you're already thinking that there's a lot that's gone on that you can't remember um so but that's been the
0: dissociation some... for the people that don't know that's our dissociated parts when they come forward, take over. So there's <laughs> like a core part of us that generally is in charge. But when a dissociated part can take over, sometimes we don't know that. And then they can take us someplace. And then when you come back to yourself, you're like, whoa, how did I get here? Like I've done mm. that before driving. All of a sudden, I have no idea where I am. No idea where I'm going, just completely mm. lost. And that's because somebody else all of a sudden is driving who maybe is a young part. You know, it's just it's very it can be very confusing. Yeah. yeah. With dissociated parts and in systems. So that's
1: what you're talking about. Yeah. So thank you for clarifying that. Yeah. Um yeah. So this was starting to happen more frequently and it never happened to me before. Um, you know, see. And the job that I have I was suddenly freaking out, you know, am I having a complete breakdown? Am I going to be able to continue my job? I've got responsibilities and caring for patients and caring for vulnerable people. Am I a risk to these people? So I really took it seriously this needed dealing with. Um, so and I started really kind of, not interrogating, but just asking internally in prayer and you know, asking Jesus to reveal what was going on um he's just been slowly bringing back piece by piece things that just didn't make sense before and now do like for example when i started medical school um they had to have my medical records from um my younger years just to make sure that i was fit and healthy fully up to date with my vaccinations and when they requested it there was nothing so from the age of you being born to the age of actually 19, when I started medical school, all of my medical records had disappeared and I, 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 I were inaccessible. And it just was, at the time I just put it down to, okay, maybe it's, it's gone from a kind of a paper system to a computer system, it wasn't all properly translated. That's all, it's just got lost in the system. But then realizing, you know, actually some of the stuff that was happening um, was very well hidden and very well covered up. Um, I don't know what I thought the scars that I carry were due to, maybe I thought I was very boisterous, um, but then suddenly all these memories about where these scars had come from, and doctors that weren't doctors, or doctors that are doctors, and very, very scary people um, started to come back. it just puts it all in the right context understanding where these notes must have disappeared to so i mean i don't know whether it's helpful to talk about these things but it's helpful to know that god can get you through these things so i think from the context of knowing that there's healing and knowing that god is so much bigger so much bigger um that maybe explaining some things that have come back would be helpful. I don't know how do you feel.
0: Absolutely helpful.
1: Yeah. So I think there are kind of three particular areas that I know. Um, kind of three main uh, abuse areas, if you like. So obviously my home, or um, my father was doing at home, which is fairly strong stuff and i wasn't my only child my, i had a sister unfortunately she passed away in 2018 but i remember just asking just the once i'm just asking her you know do you think he's inappropriate <laughs> just the one memory that's the only memory i have I'm asking my sister and that must have been fairly small because um yeah, that's that's that, the height kind of difference but I remember just asking my sister when he touches you and when he's there do you do you feel that's wrong and she answered yes and that was it that's all I ever got out of her um and she used to hide up in our loft and listen to music and put headphones on and disappear that way and but I never could um I always kind of felt like I had to stand up just my I say my father and my mother's relationship wasn't grand, so I would always be standing in the middle of that, going, you know, trying to protect my mother, who I, I used to. It's a terrible thing to say, but I just felt that she couldn't look after herself, and I had to look after her. So I'd always be standing in the middle and then pay for it afterwards. Um, so there's there was a home environment, but then. Um, you know, there'll be times when I'd be sent on errands. And these errands would be to our youth worker <clears throat> to drop off something or to just whatever. And I just call this kind of metal-sounding room. Well, that sounds really funny to say that, but an echoing metal-sounding room damp with strip lighting that just never turns on properly and then with the buzzing in the background and just what you can only describe as really a very good torture setup so i can just you know bed in the corner a lecture um shock stuff in another corner um a basin which is full of water and yeah so being almost farmed out to this person. Um, And I think at the time I was trying to keep a diary because of no one else that I felt I could talk to. I remember writing this diary and just writing everything down and going, what's going on? Just just drawing all these horrific things. I mean, goodness knows um, why no one actually thought to think what was going on or ask. And um, one of the things that really really shocked me was that another youth leader at that place asked me about my diary. I thought, oh, here's my chance, here's my chance, I can get some help and, um, you know, maybe get out of all of this. So in my naivety, I think now, I gave him my diary, never got back, and then just everything went almost a 100 times worse. So this person was all part and parcel of this whole setup. Um, and actually later obviously I I can recognize the voice. Can't see the faces because they were sorts of hoods and uh, all sorts of get up. But I recognize this voice, the same person who'd clearly been there to find out what I remembered, if I'd remembered anything if I was telling anything to anybody. So really kind of deep, complex network that uh, I had absolutely no idea of as a young child, um, but I'd, you know, clearly been caught up in a web of, um, yeah. And then I think the 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 third place, if you like, so that's kind of second place. The third place was this manor house in the middle of nowhere, which was a kind of a regular place to go to. I just remember being, driving through these country lanes of, I don't know, kind of, you know, it's always dark. It's always dark in my memory, so I can't tell you even what it looks like in the daytime. It's always dark in my memory. Dark and then kind of that low-lying mist across the road. So it's all very kind of mystical and ugh, just horrible feelings. Um, this massive Coving manor house in the middle of nowhere, massive grounds and just hundreds uh it felt like hundreds of children from young to old old ages me being kind of somewhere in the middle of that um being there all in one place um yeah the toughest toughest memory i think for me and one that i've had to allow god to really work with and to help heal my heart was having that, the choice but no choice situations. I don't know if you understand what I mean when I say that, but um, being offered the choice of you tonight or your friend. And I only for once, just once, decided my friend. That was the first time because I couldn't face it. And I never again never again because the guilt of that which laid on my heart so heavy for years um was just horrendous because i knew i knew what was going on i knew what was happening and when it was my turn every other time after that i would say no it's me me you take me because you're not taking her you're not taking this girl you're not taking this lad you know you you take me because I'm not having anyone else go through this. So, yeah, that's, that's been my most recent. I had to work through that one with God um, because that's been a real. Yeah, you hold that for a while, don't you? You hold the guilt of that. I'm just going to turn a light on because I realize it's getting dark in here. Um, You're you very do, you good that.
0: at shifting the blame from them to us in what they yeah. do. Very good at Yeah, that. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, And it is it. I had some that took me two years to get over one memory, just yeah. one situation, just the guilt. And, you know, I know someone said to me, you know, I'm like, why didn't I just let him kill me? And finally, someone said that was never on the table. Yeah. And it it just never dawned on me that that wasn't on the table. I'm like, how, why yeah. did not I not figure that out? You know, they're like, because you're a kid. And I'm like, oh, they, they know how to play us. They know how to manipulate us because they're evil. But yeah, it takes a long time to work through those things.
1: Yeah, 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 definitely.
0: So, um, I mean, it's well played by Impossible. them if you
1: like. Yeah. yeah. But I can't, I actually, I can't imagine how, uh, any anyone else, you know, who who doesn't who doesn't have a relationship with god can get through this you know how do you even start yeah how do you even start to release some of this the 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 the, the, sh- the shackles the pain the the, the self bondage you know you hold yourself to such account for the things that you've witnessed for the things you've been part of for the things that have been done to you um so how anyone can move forward in healing without knowing the wonderful grace of God. I, I have absolutely no idea because I just, I lean on him every day is the only way I can get through. You know, I start my day with, Lord, okay, who needs me today? Because I want to be your hands. I want to be your feet. I want to be your voice. And um, he always guides and he always, takes me to the right people and hopefully hopefully he always gives me the right thing to say although i do stumble i do make a bit of a mess myself but i i really honestly have no idea how anyone can can get any level of healing without knowing jesus without knowing that amazing um, forgiveness and release that that he brings
0: and that he understands the situations that we were in better than we ever can
1: yeah, and I like that. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was a, a revelation because I think for a, a while I was, yeah, absolutely, God, you were sinless when you were on the cross and you felt the weight of the sin of the world upon your shoulders and you died for me because of that. But do you know what it's like to sin yourself? And that that I found that so hard because. I know what it's like to sin and I know what it's like to break the heart of God I know what it's like to break the heart of the people that I love and it was a real difficult one for me to go but Jesus do you know what it's like do you know what it's like to break people's hearts because it's your fault not because of the fault of everybody else that's been laid upon you and he's so gracious so gracious well
0: in You know, I, I struggle a lot with people that turn things around and hold God at fault for stuff and they find Mm -hmm. his character bad. And I really, really have a hard time with that. Like that God wants people sick or that God wants people to suffer. It's like, no, that was never in his heart. Never, ever in that, in his great love for us, he sent Jesus to pay for everything we've done wrong.
1: Yeah. And yeah, yeah.
0: that heart is just something that we'll never understand. And, and to that, you know, the enemy chose us as kids because he goes against the innocent, although we were still born with a sin nature. So even children aren't completely innocent. Even babies aren't completely innocent because we're born with that sin nature. But Jesus was the only one completely innocent and then he chose to step into a ritual mm. killing he chose to yeah. take all that sin on him where that sin was foisted on us he chose to take it on him and it just amazes me you know the whole cross thing that he went through and taking the the beating and taking the whipping and everything because of that yeah. love and then forgiving us for everything that was foisted on us and all that we've done. And it's just, yeah.
1: And then Yeah, we get, absolutely. And we it's get delivered.
0: And I love it. It's <laughs> and here we are. Yeah, definitely. And here you are. Yeah. And I'm amazed because this is one year of you not just figuring out I'm an SRA survivor, accepting it, validating it, but you're stepping into healing already. You're moving fast.
1: I just, so I'm like
0: sure. It. I I are, it took know. me years to get to, I mean, it took me years just to <laughs> validate the existence of this thing. So mm. you're doing a really good I job. Think,
1: there. Well, I mean, I have to have to say your, your podcast and um, was a real lifesaver. Cause that, that really helped. I know just knowing this actually is real this isn't just you being like super imaginative i mean who would want to imagine these things anyway i'm sorry but wow um but this isn't just me you know in my weird world this is real And not only is it real but god's out there at work you know that's yeah it was it was a i'm really grateful for finding your podcast. um yeah, I'm really glad so, she it goes on a lot through that. Glad I hope, it helps. I mean, I hope this, this is this kind of why I was, I was keen to want to help, um, and kind of share and just be a part of that because it's helped me. And I, I, I wouldn't want anyone else to miss out um, on the possibility of, of knowing that you know this doesn't have to be where it is, this doesn't have to be where you continue to live because, yeah, it's hard. Oh gosh, it's hard. You're having to go back through things that one I couldn't remember, and two I really don't want to remember. Um, I wouldn't want that on anybody. Um, but knowing that uh, in the going through and at the end of this, there's there's release, there's healing, there's true healing rather than just um yeah, I boxed that away. You know, this is not just boxed away. This has been dealt with. That's that's pretty awesome. And I'd want that for anyone who's gone through anything like this. So I hope these continue to be um, a healing resource for anyone who can find them. And I pray that they do. I pray that they will find your, 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 your channel and they will find your podcasts and any resource that just points them to um, knowing that Jesus is out there and the work and is just so much bigger than anything um, the devil can throw at us
0: it helps a lot. I mean, every story out there brings more validity to the preponderance of evidence. You can't negate someone giving firsthand account of what happened to them. I mean, people will say it, but they can't. You know, there's so many of us now with the exact same stories. You can't throw them all out. You have to start listening. You have to start saying, hey, we've got a problem here. Yeah. And
1: yeah yeah absolutely you just it, you build momentum you know, I mean you, you can throw it out all you break want down the, the yeah walls. but it just
0: makes people more vulnerable it makes our kids more vulnerable mm-hmm. and as a society we can we can stop it you know if <coughs> we validate it if we start opening our eyes to seeing it then we can start stopping this yeah and yeah, I appreciate nothing
1: more powerful than 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 a candle in the darkness, yeah, you
0: know? absolutely. Did you have anything else you wanted to share with us?
1: Uh, I think I mean I, I, no, I, I think I've probably done okay for a first try
0: <laughs> this great is... job.
1: Like I don't, I don't told anybody these stories before, apart from my therapist, clearly. Um, so, um, and I don't want to, like I say, I, like I said before, I don't really want to be going into any descriptive. You don't need that. You just, I think it. There's, there's enough horrendous stuff out there without bringing that to the forefront of people's minds. I'd rather much glorify Jesus and the work that he can do than the, the, the poor sham. Um, that the devil thinks he can do.
0: Right. Which you've done a beautiful job with. Beautiful job bringing glory to God through it. I liked, I found it interesting how they don't tell ritual was the nightmare that unlocked it all for you. yeah. I just find that very intriguing, that you had to be willing to take that one on before you could look at all the rest.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that was, that's a, that was a huge one. I think for, again, I'm going to say insiders. So for my insiders, they were bound by that. They they had to follow through with that. They were not allowed to speak. And, you know, at times when I was trying to describe what was going on, I was almost mute. Um, And to to even kind of start to look at some of the underlying memory that actually formed that nightmare, I'd get these horrendous, vertiginous migraines, so migraines that make the room spin and would not stop spinning. And I'd be so sick um, that I couldn't continue to look at that until I invite Jesus into this. Okay, okay, please (laughs) hold the world still for a second, (laughs) just so that I can continue to work this with you. Um, but it was a long. Oh, that was quite a, a long process just to break that one thing down. But and you know, he knew that's what needed to come back. because that that was the 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 silencer for all of my insiders. And once that was gone, they were able to share, and they were able to help piece some of my story together. I'm still working on it. Seriously, I have massive gaps. If You ask me what I did when I was 10. I have no idea. I do not even know where I was. Um, but, you know, I'm still working on that. And Jesus is still putting my pieces together. Yeah. Um, but I, I have more of a narrative now and more of an understanding of why, you know, I'm 44. Um, why up to the age of 44, things just repeatedly kind of continue to cause me trouble, repeatedly seem to be a pattern of, I can't break out of this. Um, so now it's making sense now I have have a way forward you know understanding part of my past helps me to move forward and hopefully change the pattern change the, the future
0: yeah got good things coming he said he will satisfy us with years satisfies means good things not just barely make it through but it will get us to the place of abundance and joy peace so hang on, it's coming. Yeah. Would you be willing to go out with the shaking of the Luciferian kingdom prayer?
1: Yeah, go for it.
0: All right, so if you can repeat after me, from where we are seated in Christ Jesus.
1: From where we are seated in Christ Jesus.
0: At the right hand of the Father.
1: At the right hand of the Father.
0: The Lord God Almighty says.
1: The Lord God Almighty says.
0: The time has come.
1: Time has come
0: for the Luciferian kingdom to be shaken.
1: For the Luciferian kingdom to be shaken. We decree. We decree.
0: Let the great shaking.
1: Let the great shaking.
0: Of all who worship Lucifer begin.
1: Of all who worship Lucifer begin.
0: Your sorceries and sacrifices. Your sorceries and sacrifices will not help you will not help you. Your protection is removed.
1: Your protection is removed.
0: Let the shaking of the Luciferian kingdom increase.
1: Let the shaking of the Luciferian kingdom increase.
0: In Jesus' name, amen.
1: In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you so much, Claire, for sharing with us today.
1: Okay, thank you. Thank you for your time.
0: Thank you.